chapter forty six of carpenter's geographical reader africa by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b the gold mines of south africa johannesburg africa was known as a land of gold before the cape of good hope was discovered the caravans brought the precious metal from the sudan down to egypt and fabulous stories were told of rich gold mines far up the nile when vasco da gama was returning from his first voyage to india he stopped at sofala bay not far below bira and found there a colony of arabs who were trading with the natives for gold this gold had already been an article of commerce for many years it had come from far in the interior where are still the remains of ancient mines some think the gold used in solomon's temple may have been dug from those mines later on gold chiefly in the form of dust was discovered along the gulf of guinea in such quantities that that region became known as the gold coast the english coins into which it was made were called guineas because they were composed of this guinea gold they were first made in the time of charles the second the guinea contained twenty-one shillings or a little more than five dollars worth of gold it is not used now although it forms one of the units of money calculations in great britain the chief gold mines of africa were not discovered until within the past half century then a german explorer who had travelled over this great southern plateau from the limpopo to the Vaal, returned to berlin and said that it was full of gold from river to river his story was disbelieved and he died before he could take people back to south africa to prove it about eighteen eighty four however the existence of gold became known and a little later it was found that here lay some of the richest gold deposits of the world they are on the highlands between the limpopo and the Vaal rivers several hundred miles west of the indian ocean and about one thousand miles north of the cape of good hope they lie in the transvaal on the very roof of south africa the district being known as the witwatersrand a dutch word meaning white water ridge this ridge rises about three hundred feet above the surrounding country running far more than one hundred miles east and west throughout its whole distance gold has been found and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of it have been taken out of the ground during certain years gold to the value of eighty million dollars has been mined a sum equal to more than one-fourth of all the gold produced by the world in those years we reach the gold regions by taking a train from kimberley to johannesburg the trip is a tiresome one we are more than a day on the cars riding over this bleak dusty plateau now we pass a little village and now the home of a farmer surrounded by trees we see herds of cattle and numerous flocks of sheep and goats at one time we ride by an ostrich farm and several of the huge birds spread out their wings and fairly swim upon the air as they race with the train there are long teams of ox wagons at the stations and now and then a group of dark-skinned natives stand and stare as the cars go whizzing by the air is wonderfully clean and we can see ranges of blue hills here and there in the distance we cross the orange river colony and enter the transvaal and after a few hours find ourselves coming into johannesburg the golden city in the very heart of the gold region the smokestacks of the mines are visible long before we get to the city 
and they extend for miles away on either side the great buildings near them contain mining machinery and smelting works and the piles of refuse are the waste from which the gold has been taken there are cabs at the station and we ride in comfort through wide and well-paved streets to the hotel we are now in one of the busiest cities of africa johannesburg is larger than any other town we have seen since we left cairo and more like one of our cities at home it has beautiful houses big stores and fine public buildings it has daily newspapers a free library and public schools there are street cars going in every direction also cabs of all kinds and even gin rickshaws we ride out to the parks and in the pleasure grounds of the wanderers club watch a cricket match and see boys and girls riding bicycles on tracks made for the purpose we walk out of our hotel into commissioner street shopping at stores as fine as those of our great cities and later stroll on down to the market square in the centre of the city it is a great space filled with ox wagons loaded with hay grain and other products which have been brought in from the country about the transvaal and orange river colonies have good grazing lands and the farmers travel many miles to sell their crops in this square some of the wagons are owned by dutch others by englishmen and a few are driven by black-skinned natives who are usually servants we watch the buying for a few moments and then enter the market buildings in the centre of the square to see the retail buying and selling next we stroll on to the post office and thence to the stock exchange being jostled on our way by one of the strangest crowds of this strange continent johannesburg has people from all parts of europe who have come here to mine or do business there are also thousands of kaffirs and other natives who work in the gold mines and many hindus and arabs and even chinese the yellow skin the black skin and the brown-skinned races jostle the whites on the streets all are gathered here by their desire for a share of the precious metal which lies under the ground at the stock exchange we learn that most of the mines belong to the british they are owned by companies of rich men of london and elsewhere who operate them with large capital using the finest of modern mining machinery we meet the managers of some of the mines and have little difficulty in learning how the gold lies in the earth and the methods of taking it out and making it into gold bricks for shipment to europe the gold of the transvaal lies in veins or strata which run a long distance down into the earth it is mostly in crystals or flakes so small that they cannot be seen with the naked eye it is mixed with a vast amount of quartz pebbles which are cemented together with sand and other rocks so that the pebbles look much like raisins in a plum pudding the gold is not found in the pebbles but in the other part of the pudding the whole is very hard and it has to be taken up and pounded to powder before the gold can be obtained the mining is done by sinking a shaft or great pit down through the veins and running off tunnels into it so that the precious rock can be broken down and brought to the surface there it is put into stamping mills and crushed to powder after this it is washed with water through a wire screen the meshes of which are very small and then flowed over copper plates coated with mercury gold has such an affinity for mercury that after a time the mercury contains a large amount of gold the mercury is then run off into a pot and placed in a furnace which is so hot 
that the mercury passes off in a vapor leaving the gold this process takes out most of the gold but not all that which still remains in the dust is extracted by means of the cyanide or chlorination methods by the chlorination process the ores are first roasted and then chemically treated to get out the gold by the cyanide process they are mixed in a solution of cyanide of potassium and water for which the gold has such an affinity that it leaves the rock and is taken up by the solution as water takes up salt the cyanide water containing the gold is then flowed over zinc shavings which the gold likes better than the cyanide it leaves the solution and sticks to the zinc which is then so treated that only the gold remains during our stay we go down into a mine it is several thousand feet deep and in the lower tunnels so hot that we are glad to get out the mine is lighted by electricity the ore when blasted down is loaded on cars and pushed over a railroad track to the shafts whence a steam engine elevates it to the top much of the rough work is done by kaffirs superintended by white men from the mine we go to the smelting works and finally into the offices of the superintendent where in a great safe he shows us bricks of pure gold so large that we cannot lift more than one at a time End of chapter 46